0: Welcome to the Nutracast, a production by Nutra Ingredients USA. I'm Danielle Masterson. Thank you for joining me here on the NutraCast, where we talk and share insights from inside the nutrition industry. Personalized health tech company LifeNome is launching a precision nutrition platform to address the unique prenatal needs of expecting mothers. Here to tell us more about the Nine Moons platform is Dr. Ali Masashari, CEO of LifeNome. Welcome to the NutriCast, Dr. Mastashari.
1: Thank you very much for having me, Danielle.
0: So for those who don't know, what is Nine
1: Moons? So Nine Moons is, as you said, a precision pregnancy nutrition platform that uses a mom's unique genetic lifestyle and other current health state data uh, to provide her with the most personalized nutrition advice available currently based on the latest scientific understandings of the intersection of nutrition, pregnancy, and genomics. The recommendations that Nine Moons provides follow the latest guidelines of the National Academies for Pregnancy Nutrition, and they were developed by some of the world's top-sided experts in maternal health and nutrition.
0: What made you look into the, the health and nutrition needs of pregnant mothers? What inspired Nine Moons?
1: I think my co-founder, Raya, uh, uh, has been a mother herself. Uh, We have been thinking about women's health a lot. Women are half the population in the world. And what's interesting is most of the health research that we have and the health advice that we have are based on male anatomy and physiology, particularly, for example, when it comes to heart health or other areas of health. If you think about it, all human life on the planet really starts with a pregnancy, And women being 50% of the population makes them a very, very important target population, given that in particular, if you can impact the nutrition of a mom, you will be setting a foundation for the nutrition of the child as well. So for example, moms that have gestational diabetes during pregnancy transfer a lot of the microbiomes to the baby where later on the baby then deals with obesity issues that are related to that transfer during the time of pregnancy. So pregnancy health is extremely, extremely important. Despite all of that, pregnant women have to go from one website to another, read blogs, ask their mother-in-law to understand what they should be eating. And uh, the one size fits all really doesn't work. So having a more personalized approach is extremely important.
0: Definitely. You brought up so many good points. I mean, there's been such little research up until recent years on females who, as you mentioned, are obviously half of the population. And on top of that, there's still so little known about microbiome research. And we do know now that the mother's microbiome is passed on to the infants and it all relates back to nutrition.
1: Absolutely. So also take, for example, the issue of vitamin absorption, which differs widely between different people with different genetics. If you take vitamin E absorption, one mom and another could differ in terms of their absorption by a factor of 34. That's significant. So the understanding of what is the unique need of a particular person becomes extremely important, and that is determined by the person's genetics. But not only that, by their microbiome, by their lifestyle and other health conditions, whether the mom is potentially obese, whether they have uh, potentials for diabetes or other things. So all of that needs to be taken into consideration. And at at LifeNome, we decided this is an area where we can make the biggest impact.
0: Mm -hmm. And you've mentioned it a couple of times, there are a lot of nutrition related pregnancy complications, much higher now than say two decades ago. Why do you think that is so?
1: So so societally, the reasons are complex. On the one hand, we've become a lot more unhealthy in the way we eat as a society. There are some health trends within a particular segment of the population, but overall, our eating habits have become a lot worse in the past two decades, a lot more processed food than before. But on the other hand, what's also interesting is that On the healthy side, when people decide they want to go vegan or vegetarian, when people decide to go gluten-free or lactose-free, all of those choices have implications in terms of what nutrients are then absorbed into the body. For example, if you're required B12 and you're a vegan, it's much harder to get that than uh, if you're not. So understanding those differences and the needs are pretty important. In some cases also, people bombard themselves with prenatal vitamins like extreme amounts. And what happens is there's an excess of nutrients that would have been great to have at a minimum level, but then people get much closer to the upper level. A example of that is folate, where a recent National Academy study found that most women in the U.S. are very close to the dangerous upper level of folate. And upper levels of folate are seen to have some correlation with the development of autism and hyperactivity disorder in children. So this is very important to understand that when something is good, it doesn't mean a lot of it is good. It means that it needs to be in the right balance and in the right range. And understanding that and being aware of it and ensuring that the totality of the intake, which includes food and supplements, brings us within the range that we need to be rather than just bombarding us with 400% of something that is uh, way beyond the needs that we might have.
0: And like you mentioned, it's not always about the amount that you're taking, but sometimes how much your body can absorb. So how do you gain insights into someone's say metabolism and how they absorb things?
1: So there are different data points that can help us with that. Uh, some of those data points have to do with the person's biology, and the biology can be d- divided into two areas. One is what the person was born with, which is their DNA. There are thousands of studies currently on vitamin absorption, vitamin pathways within the body, and what genes regulate those. So if we do a DNA test, we can actually have a likelihood analysis of what profile this person might have in absorbing around 17 uh, vitamins, 12 minerals, around 21 metabolic traits, just to get a sense of the person's metabolism. And there's the microbiome, uh, which can provide insights into macronutrient absorption, into the actual uh, bacterial concentrations within the gut bacteria, which uh, impacts the metabolism. And then there's, of course, the person's lifestyle, just understanding if if the person is choosing a lifestyle, that is going to provide them with less micronutrients in a particular area or uh, make them more sensitive to more macronutrients, such as carbs, protein and fat in other areas. All of those are important. Our point is a person shouldn't have a PhD to be able to eat right, and we should take all of that out. And uh, us being scientists, we basically decided to take that guesswork out of the work, of pregnant women and let them enjoy their pregnancy by providing them with the best personalized advice that's available currently in terms of science.
0: So what do these pregnant women submit to you when they are signing up through Nine Moons?
1: So currently we are starting with uh, DNA only. They they get a DNA kit, which is kind of like a cheek swab. They swab it for 30 to 60 seconds. Then they kind of drop it off in an envelope, send it back to our lab. The lab processes the DNA into digital format we only use a very small portion of a person's DNA so that it's not that the entire DNA data is being used. Just to get a sense, a genotyping exercise provides between five to 700,000 genetic variations. And um, we extract that and we make it into medical grade, which is around 37 million SNPs. But still, that is a very tiny portion of a person's DNA and cannot be used for anything other than what we're using it for, the nutrition and the person of course has total control over their data can delete it whenever they want they will still be able to use the platform once their advice is generated and then what they get after that is they get a questionnaire uh, online with the app they answer that questionnaire and we get an understanding of their dna we get an understanding of their lifestyle we get an understanding of any underlying health conditions and based on that They get uh, thousands of recipes that are personalized to their unique needs. And the recipes can be kind of added to the grocery list. Uh, We can kind of create a shopping list for them, but that's highly personalized. And they get access to weekly meal plans. They can substitute meals wherever they're eating out or do not want to cook or want to have more than 1.3 million options that they can, where they can log their food. And through logging that food, we can actually tell them what percentage of their daily, unique, personalized daily needs they have fulfilled given a particular profile. And then at later stages, what we plan to do is actually to provide recommendations for what kind of prenatal supplements are best for the person among existing ones on the market, what kind of other food products are best for the person within a marketplace that's a personalized marketplace, one that basically focuses not on uh, marketing, but focuses on what's good for the person and how good it is.
0: Okay. And I was reading that your platform utilizes AI to make supplement recommendations. Is that correct?
1: Yes. So the way we do that is we look at, again, 50 different nutrition characteristics of a person, and then we look at the ingredients that the manufacturer has listed as part of their supplements. And then we match to see which supplements are the best supplements for that person. So just to be clear, there are close to 80 different prenatal vitamin combination that are out there and not all of them are good for the same person. There's also the options of producing personalized supplements just for pregnant women. And that is also part of our roadmap. But before we do that, we would just basically provide the best recommendation amongst existing vitamins and prenatal vitamins for every single woman. And it's going to be a different one for each. hmm
0: and so this isn't your first rodeo. Nine Moons is by LifeGnome. That's an award-winning precision health AI company. Can you tell me a little bit about the history of LifeGnome?
1: Yes, absolutely. So LifeGnome is not a direct-to-consumer company. has not been traditionally. We are a precision health company founded by three scientists I'm an MIT PhD with more than 15 years of experience in complex systems, and I'm among the top 20 cited scholars in the world in complexity science. My co-founder, Raya Kahnin, who's our chief science officer, is in the top 10 cited scholars in the world in translational bioinformatics. And my other co-founder, Maria Storga, is in the top 20 cited scholars in semantic networks, which is part of artificial intelligence. So the people who came together to create life known around five years ago, are scientists who decided that they would like to bring the rigor of science and the rigor of what's known with genomics as the science advances to the area of personalized health and wellness. And this is the pre-disease stage. How do we actually do preventative stuff where we have actionability rather than starting to cure people after they get a disease? Uh, So that's how we started and we started working as a B2B platform, as a basically enterprise platform with healthcare companies, with consumer companies, food and nutrition companies to provide that level of personalization based on a person's unique health needs so that everything that we consume or everything that we do or the lifestyle changes that we engage in all point toward a better health outcome for the individual personalized to their needs.
0: You've got a very impressive lineup there. The category of hyper-personalized health using genomics and AI is still a pretty burgeoning market. You launched LifeGnome about five years ago, as you said. Was the world ready back then for such a personalized offering?
1: It wasn't. I mean, some, some parts of the world were ready, some parts weren't ready. We actually started uh, off working with companies in East Asia and Southeast Asia, where there was a lot more openness in trying out new technologies, and slowly we worked our way back to the United States and to Europe, and now we have uh, basically partners in 14 different countries. Uh, something that has changed is people's perception of DNA, of the privacy issues within DNA. People started realizing that there's a lot of safety precautions that are put in place uh, for DNA. Companies such as 23andMe and to DNA also took away a lot of the fear of what's gonna be happening if we do DNA testing. So that was very helpful. At the time when we launched, around a million people had done DNA testing in the United States. Currently, there are 48 million people who've done that. So we also had a significant job of educating the markets, which we did in the first three to four years. We primarily did education of the market as we were working together with many of our partners to create these new products. But right now, it's not only ready, it's, we feel that it's going to be a major trend, not a fad, that's going to change the way nutrition is done. We don't see that 10 years down the road, you will have like generic nutrition. We see that that's going to be personalized the same way that you see Tesla taking over the automotive industry or the electric cars becoming the standard, and that was unimaginable 10 years ago. Um, we, the same way we see that this is going to be the dominant force uh, where personalized nutrition and personalized well-being and personalized beauty, everything personalized based on the data that a person has unique to their needs, we see that to be the dominant force.
0: Well said. So you are actually on Indiegogo, and I'm just wondering what made you choose crowdfunding versus the traditional seed funding or venture capital?
1: Uh, so the crowdfunding campaign is to raise awareness about the product before it's launched. So the product is going to be entirely ready for shipping by mid June. We wanted to get the idea out there that this is this product is coming, the awareness out there, and get some early users with whom we could get a lot of feedback on what is it that people value. So it allows us to uh, get early traction on this. So this was the main. The main focus was early traction and early users, early adopters to understand what kind of people want to adopt uh, technology and science faster than others, and how can we also learn from them to improve the platform as it goes. So the the goal of it was really not to raise funds as much as to raise awareness and to get early traction. Uh, with regards to fundraising, we will be fundraising much, much later and probably in December or so. For a large-scale expansion of the Nine Moons platform as it will.
0: And when can Expecting Moms get their hands on a Nine Moons kit?
1: When when a person purchases a Nine Moons uh, kit, they get a DNA kit that's very specifically targeted towards their nutrition. Once that data is analyzed, they get access to a platform that they can use from the time of conception all the way to the time when the child is 24 months old. This is the first thousand days of a child's life. And we take them through the journey, very specific to specific trimesters and also to the time when they're doing breastfeeding or if we're doing formula, we adapt their nutrition to make sure that that nutrition is healthy overall throughout that time period. Within the next iteration, which will happen within three months, um, they will also have access to personalized supplements, recommendations, and further on uh, to actually personalized products. But even right now, they will have access live to live chats. So uh, we think that pregnant women shouldn't be waiting till their next visit to an OBGYN to ask a question with regards to their nutrition or shouldn't have a lot of time on the Internet to find some solutions or some answers to their questions. So we have a live chat with nutritionist experts who provide the ability for moms to ask questions within the app and get answers What's also cool about the app is it allows pregnant women to not just track their progress within their pregnancy, including all the symptoms that they have and uh, the changes in their weight. We make sure that they stay within the weight gain range that is ideal for them. And they get coaching on how to change things around with regards to sleep and other areas of uh, their wellness. But they can also share that with their partner, with a mom, or with their friends uh, so that the person knows where they are, so they can share their progress and the person gets, can uh, make sure that they do all the things that they're supposed to be doing. They also get notifications when they haven't taken supplements to take those supplements to ensure that their health is on track and their pregnancy is on track at, at all times.
0: That's really nice, making it more of a family effort, because you know a lot of times the, the fathers aren't always able to make it to the appointment, so this is a great way to also involve them in the process as well.
1: Absolutely. When I was a dad and I was basically waiting for nine months to do something useful, uh, it was uh, something that if I had that, the ability to actually feel part of it and be able to support my spouse at the time to say, hey, did you remember to do this? Did you remember to do that? It becomes a joint effort. It becomes a joint project. It actually creates this parenting bond where both people feel responsible for uh, the health of the mom and the child.
0: Yeah, I like that. And beyond pregnancy, most of the time we are not pregnant. So what about other populations? Um, Are there any other age ranges that you're looking at to help?
1: Absolutely. So within uh, the Nine Moons platform is going to be focusing on pregnancy, as the name suggests. But over time, what we would like to do is to expand that toward uh, two uh, life stages for women. One is menopause. It's an extremely important area, which is, again, often overlooked. And nutrition within menopause is very, very important because of the hormonal changes that are occurring. And a lot of that, a lot of issues can be addressed via nutrition. Another area where nutrition is pretty critical is during puberty and young adulthood of young uh, women. uh, We see a lot of issues with regards to eating disorders and other things that have to do with nutrition, and they can impact both mental health, but also overall physical health of a growing young woman. So these are the two areas we're going to be focusing on next after pregnancy. And in the meantime, we're also going to be uh, looking at uh, women with particular needs or special needs, such as those uh, who may have overweight or obesity issues, and people who have chronic conditions or are pre-chronic, such as pre-diabetics or pre-hypertensive moms to make sure that we can provide them with very tailored recommendations to uh, improve their health.
0: Wow. So you're really looking at two very overlooked populations, puberty and menopause. I can't say enough about how only in recent years getting some attention.
1: Absolutely. And our population changes are very important to realize with regards to that. I believe as our population grows, our longevity increases, our population grows older, Uh, we will have a lot more people who need that market to be addressed. And this is a pretty over... The healthy aging market is pretty overlooked in that sense. Uh, Interesting enough, at some point in like 40, 50 years ago, menopause was really the maybe the end of the woman's productive life. And right now, it might actually be the, the beginning. It's at a time when they've grown in confidence to the level that they don't care about societal judgment Now it's the time for productivity. It's the time for creativity. It's the time for experiencing life to the fullest. And we want to be part of empowering that and allowing them to deal with the physical changes as well as the psychological changes through functional nutrition.
0: Yeah, it's it's such a unique age. And I think decades ago, something that, you know, a lot of us probably feared. But for I think my generation, those of us, you know, who might be millennials, I don't think we have that same fear. I don't think that stigma is there anymore. And I think, companies and brands who are sort of embracing that are are really helping with that conversation.
1: Absolutely. And I think something that's also changing is the women who are now entering their 30s or 40s within the next two decades or so are not going to be the same women that experienced this like 40 years ago. These women are empowered in terms of information. They expect a certain level of personalization. They expect a certain level of science and empowerment. And they would like to make decisions themselves. So what we would like to do is not to make decisions for them, but to empower those decisions so that they can make informed decisions uh, about their bodies, about their lifestyle changes, based on what's good for them, uh, based on the best available science.
0: Mm-hmm. Just going back to the, the, the younger population that you're focusing on. I like that you mentioned mental health. I think that's so important, especially in those preteen and teenage years. And also puberty, let's face it, is not really a topic that most girls are gonna want to talk with an expert or even family member. So having access to that information without maybe having those awkward discussions, I think is key.
1: Absolutely. And just understanding the consequences of some choices that younger Women make sometimes because of societal pressures, such as eating disorders, to understand that if they're not getting a particular micronutrient, what might happen is this might have long term consequences in terms of physical development, in terms of hair health, nail health, dental health, oral health. Uh, Just understanding that they might be making choices under pressure, either from their peers or because of stress or other. Uh, mental health issues that will impact them for a lifetime. So, an application that actually tells them what's happening in a way that's not criticizing or is not critical in general, but is provides information and sees them as empowered beings that can process that information and expresses it in a way that's accessible to them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, sort of accessing information in a non-judgmental way. You've mentioned eating disorders a couple times. Do we know how prevalent that is among teenagers?
1: So it's increased significantly, unfortunately, during COVID. And what impacts that is societal isolation plays a major role in, in that. I think also the social media in itself, because it allows for showing just particular pictures of yourself, just very, a focus on the physical appearance side, a focus on what's on the outside has resulted in significant increases in eating disorders. I believe during COVID, it basically doubled, if I'm not mistaken, within the population. And hopefully that's going to change and go back. But again, to understand that we live in very turbulent times and the more tension there is and the more uncertainty there is, the more eating disorders will come into play for younger women Partly because some of those eating disorders provide a sense of control over the body when there's no sense of control over the environment.
0: Mm, okay, that's a that's a really good point that maybe not a lot of people knew. So you've got one platform that is ready to go to others in the work. So you've got your hands full there at LifeNOME.
1: Absolutely. So this is just on the women's health side. We're also active on other areas of personalized nutrition, chronic diseases. We work on personalized fitness. We work on personalized beauty. And all of that um, relies on the same science of understanding how the body processes different ingredients, how the body's different uh, needs are different across different biological areas. And in the future, we're also integrating wearable data into this conversation. And that will allow us even more resolution with regards to personalization in many, many different areas of health and wellness. We basically have as a vision to be the personalization engine of the planet, allowing different areas of uh, human endeavor to provide personalized assessments, products, and services to individual citizens.
0: No pressure, though. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Ellie Mastashari, CEO of LifeGnome. Best of luck with this new platform. And and thank you so much for coming here on the NutriCast today.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me.
0: If you like what you just heard, you could subscribe to the NutriCast wherever you get your podcasts. You can also head to NutriIngredients-USA.com for even more Nutri-related content. Thank you for listening. I'm Danielle Masterson. As always, I'll catch you here on the NutriCast next week.